This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. The numbers told the story. They always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. One of those idiots who believe in analytics. Good Wednesday morning to you. It is a numbers game at VSEN, the sports betting network. VSEN.com, the VSEN app, Fubo, Sling Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. How y'all doing? Saturday party people. It's Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well. Producer number five and eight. The Grover Cleveland of producers. Also the host of uh, Bet Center on the weekends is Jeff Barles. How you doing, Jeffrey? Good morning. How you been? It, w- it would very much help if you're you're coming to, to talk to me, Gil, that I move my microphone up in order to actually talk. Be a good start. It would probably be a good idea to do before the show, not... Ten seconds into said show, we are we are flooded with guests today, Jeff. So you won't uh, you don't have to worry about it much because uh, we are going to talk to uh, Brady Cannon a little later. He always joins us on Wednesdays. Talk golf with us. The uh, Charles Schwab taking place this week. He'll have his thoughts on the PGA in retrospect as well. Jason Weingarten on baseball will join us from under a cloud of smoke in Southern Cali. Rufus is going to pop in the studio. He told me as well. Hour number two wants to hang out with uh, with Jason and me. We'll. Uh, We'll have Rufus in. Todd Wright uh, will talk NHL and PGA reflections as well. Pamela Maldonado joins us to talk French Open. How about that? And John Legaza on baseball. And let me just say this about, uh, about baseball last night. All of a sudden, Jeff, the run environment has changed overnight. Is this possible? We knew this was always a thing that could happen literally overnight. How about the Mets and the Giants? You want to talk about that in a little while? You want to do three segments on that game alone? I mean, we probably could do a whole hour with how zany the last three innings of that game were, or even actually, excuse me, the last two innings. The genius of Farhan Zaidi and Lamont Wade, the likes of a Lamont Wade Jr. last year and a Jock Peterson this year. Jock Peterson, we could, we, as you said earlier, we, we could probably draw a line to his success. Though, again, three Jimmy Jacks last night, we couldn't have... Oracle Park all of a sudden playing like a bandbox. 13-11. Gigantes in dramatic fashion. We'll talk a little against about that and more. Uh, run environment and beyond. Um, French Open. Let's start there with our tennis picks again. If you hit me up on Twitter at Beating the Book, I tried to reply to every single person. If I saw it, I replied. Uh, if you wanted the tennis picks and the two tennis picks uh, for this morning, we hit both of the dogs yesterday. We've had uh, winning days here to start out the French Open. We hope to continue with a winning day today. Uh, I do uh, the two picks this morning were Sebastian Baez plus the games plus seven games against Sasha Zverev, 
And I thought briefly to myself, should I actually take a flyer on Baez to win this? And I didn't ultimately, did not ultimately pull the trigger on that. But Baez has won the first two sets, 6 2 6 4. Now he was up 6 2 4 love, so he barely held on to the second set. And we'll see if Sasha Zverev, um, third seed in this French Open on the men's side, can now get his bearings, much like Stefanos Tsitsipas did yesterday after he dropped the first two sets to Lorenzo Musetti and ended up winning in five. Um, but right now we have a six-game head start. So essentially, if we lost the next three sets, let's say 6-2, 6-2, we would still win our bet. But hopefully it's not a sweat like that. So we're off to a great start on that one. And there is one left, and this one probably won't start till after we're gone, and that is the only other play today. It's Richard Gasquet. Richard Gasquet is a plus 200 dog. Trying to see what his price is right now. Yeah, you can get him at a better price even. Plus 213 I'm seeing on him right now. Richard Gasquet is the other pick of the day. He's going up against Sebastian Corda. So uh, Richard Gasquet, that's French for Richard Gasquet. Uh, Richard Gasquet is a, I believe that's the translation, Jeff. Um, uh, he is a, a veteran tennis player who is... Super good on clay and is barely, barely can, like, in between points, has a terrible posture in his body, is on his last sort of, you know, maybe the, the, the past the prime of his career, let's say. But he's still on clay as outstanding, and his backhand is the fastest on tour. He is known for his unbelievable backhand, which is leaps and bounds better, uh, faster, I should say, than anybody else's in terms of RPMs. So Richard Gasquet. At a north of two dollars, I got him at plus two hundred exactly against Sebastian Corda. That's a little later. Where do where do we begin with the NBA? I mean, there's not you know every day we come in here, Jeff, to start the show during the NBA playoffs, and we review what's happened the night before. And we look to possible bets uh, the night coming. We have gotten in this rut now where these games are unwatchable, and in the end, last night the Mavericks avoid the sweep. The Warriors look to the gentleman's sweep back in San Francisco. Mavericks win it 119 to 109 in Dallas, a game that featured a rain delay. Just want to point that out as well. The old indoor rain delay. Uh, the Warriors fell down by as many as 29 points. Yet another postseason game here in these NBA playoffs. We we're like, what? I guess we can't watch the second half. Warriors were down 29. Key sequence Dallas went ahead to stay with a 25 to 6 run. Over a nearly seven-minute span of the second quarter, during which the uh, Warriors missed nine of ten shots and had two turnovers. And that was pretty much it. Katie bar the door. Warriors did get to within eight, though, with 3.23 left. And this is the thing about the Warriors, right? The, the Warriors do this. They lollygag. They give you games. Even at their peak, they gave you games back in the, in the title days. And they've done it already in this postseason. And then last night, same sort of thing. The starters for the Warriors just didn't look like they were motivated at all. And Steve Kerr ended up keeping in, uh, keeping in reserves yesterday. And those backups stormed back for the Warriors and did get within eight, as I said, with 323 left. Dallas did stave them off at the end. Bottom line, though, box score. What do you need to know in the NBA? What do we always say? Just look at the threes. Dallas made 20. The Warriors made 10. There you go. I can tell you who won the game. Easy peasy in the end on that. Easy peasy, beautiful cover girl. I, 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 will, <laughs> I will tell you, Gil, Warriors ha- at halftime get, uh, laying uh, four and a half in the second half ended up that was plus ten and a half. If you had that like me, you were very lucky. Very Should not fortunate. have won that. Good for Should you, Should not though. have won that. 
Good for uh, you. But, but no, I, Gil, it just continues the parade of these mediocre to bad games oh, in this postseason. It's a disaster. Other, other than really, again, the Milwaukee-Boston series was awesome. The Phoenix-Dallas series went seven games and was completely non-competitive. A non-competitive seven-game series. The Minnesota-Memphis yeah. series was pretty good. good for a betting for, for, for betting because you had all these in-game opportunities when Minnesota decided to blow a 20-point lead after 20-point lead. But these playoffs as a whole have been not good. And you have to wonder, Gil, and I, I know Mark Cuban was complaining about this on, on Twitter, uh, with the playing games – Maybe these games are too compact at the end of the year. Maybe instead of spreading out round one like they do, maybe you need to spread out the conference finals. Maybe you need an extra day of rest in there instead to get these games to be a little bit better. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, this this is the, it's the second most 20-point margins we've seen in playoff history. It's just, it's just brutal. Uh, Warriors are going to be favored, though, big. In game five for the gentleman's sweep back in San Francisco tomorrow night. Seven and a half point favorites. You lay in the wood? Lay in the wood? I don't, want Dallas. I don't want Dallas. You definitely don't want Dallas. Again, all time, teams down three to nothing in a best of seven NBA series. Zero and 146 all time. And that's the uh, position, the Mavericks. That's the, the, the angle or the situation or the, the trend, whatever you want to call it. That's the... Thing that the Mavericks are trying to overcome. By the way, Luka in victory. 30 points, 14 boards, 9 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks. Pretty, pretty good. Only Steph got to 20 for the Warriors. Jonathan Kaminga, 17. Next most. No Otto Porter Jr. also last night. All right, what about tonight's game? Now for a series that is a de facto best of three. Again, forget about, just forget about the first four games. Heat led by 20 in the first. Celtics led by 34 in the second. Heat led by 26 in the third. Celtics led by 32 in the fourth. Celtics are one-and-a-half-point favorites at the Miami Heat tonight in Game 5. The Miami Heat, who, have, who still have home court advantage in this series, and who are six games away from a title. I only bring this up to say they are the most disrespected number one seed and I would say this deep into the playoffs adds another layer to it than anyone than, than any other that I can certainly remember. Number one seed and a team that's six games away from the title who still has home court in the current series. They are dogs at home. Totals 204. Adjusted series price has the heat sort of back to preflop numbers and a little tick worse. Plus 145. Can you say anything about this, or you still you still need to know who's on the court? There's no sense in betting, None. at least in games where Miami is a short underdog or a short favorite, like they were early in the series. No point in betting this, unless if you unless if you know who's playing for Boston. So you were bold to in game that game last night because I I would I said on primetime last night with Matt Brown and Kelly Bidlin I. I I said that game last night is the one game where you say this is not an ingameable bet, like an ingameable game, because if the Warriors fall behind, they may just pack it in, which they kind of did, and then the reserves brought them back, right? Bielitsa with some dime passes, man, by the way. Gil, it was a bad bet I made last night. I was lucky to win. I mean, I, very easy to yeah. admit that. This, on the other hand, like, again, I just went through the, the huge leads in each of the four games. 
But, like, should we forget about that? And I guess this is what I'm saying is, do you expect this to be tight from now on? Forget about what's happened in the first four games. Should each of these remaining games be tight? Sure, in theory they should be, but that's not what this postseason has been. I'm, so, just, I'm just saying for in-game purposes, if one of these teams falls back, if either team falls back tonight, you bet them in-game? I would be more inclined to bet Boston than I would be to bet Miami. I know that is backwards because Boston's on the road here, but I would be more inclined for Boston. Let's say Boston gets down 15 in the first half. I'd be more inclined to take a number on the Celtics than I would to take the, a number on Miami. What a postseason. What an odd postseason. We'll come back. We'll talk baseball. The parade of guests begins. John Legesa will join us at MLB Moving Average on Twitter. What about the new all-of-a-sudden question mark new run environment in baseball literally overnight we'll talk to him about that and he's got a couple plays today next full day baseball a numbers game visa the sports betting network this is tracy v wilson from stuff you missed in history class the national sales event is on at your toyota dealer making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car like a legendary camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive you can count on your new camry to get anywhere you need to go and with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style or check out an affordable and reliable corolla with a trim for every lifestyle from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state issued ID to open an account. Start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state of the art technology and fan friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Skill Alexander. Uh, let's go through some of the uh, these are the final scores. Some of the final scores last night in Major League Baseball. Cubs 11, Reds 4. 
Yankees 7, Orioles 6, big comeback for the Yankees. Dodgers 9, Nationals 4, Braves 6, Phillies 5. Just going through these. Blue Jays 8, Cardinals 1. Red Sox 16, White Sox 3. Astros 7, Guardians 3. Athletics 7, Mariners 5. Believe Legesa had that one. Turns the over. Diamondbacks 8, Royals 6, and of course the coup de grace, the creme de la creme, the cherry on the sundae. Giants 13, Metropolitans 12, because I hope you had Giants magic factored into your model. What's going on with the run environment? Has it literally changed overnight? John Legasa joins us at MLB Moving Average. That's AVG on the Twitter machine. How you doing, John? I'm excellent, man. I love seeing you in the morning, any time of day, any time of week, right? Love seeing you, too. First question, what Yankee jersey are you wearing right now? Okay, this is, you know, it's my favorite Yankee of all time. It's Mr. Paul O'Neill, the Warrior. Wow. <laughs> Paul yeah. O'Neill, the Warrior. You can tell where my heart is. Yeah, man. Um, and Paul O'Neill, a great announcer, too. Great to listen to yeah. on broadcast as well. Um, okay, so what about that? Uh, we always knew this. You've done a great job talking about it as well. Like, hey, look, you made a great point about first fives, how the, how the totals have adjusted down to four. So with, with uh, push insurance, essentially, you should be thinking about overs. Uh, or, did you see these games yesterday? And are you like, uh-oh, maybe the ball has changed? Well, I, again, I think this is something we've been talking about throughout this season on my own show is I believe the ball is the same, but it's the humidor that is the real variable. And that, of course, if you is your working theory, that the temperature is going to directly affect it. And I think we've seen just that. So I'm just working my model. And, man, I'm surprised. The first game that I liked today, Gil, I can't believe it. And this is probably a bigger discussion for the day about CLV, right? We generally want to be in front of CLV. But in this environment, um, I'm actually feeling pretty good that the game I liked over eight is now actually, oh, 7.5. Hey, man, I get a win on that extra run. You know, you don't want to buck the market too much. But in this environment, I'll take it. We got two guys that just give up runs. I don't know what the market is expecting. I'm, I've tried to reverse engineer this myself, and I actually believe the game I'm referring to is the Tigers and the Twins. We've got Rony Garcia, less than 40 career innings. We've got Dylan Bundy, missed the four touchdowns, poke high with the five ERA. I'm not really sure what the public sees, and I think maybe it's with something like Garcia, right? Uh, 257 ERA, 0.71 whip, and you think, wow, what a 48% fly ball rate, 54 hard hit, 16 barrel, is the home run problem we've seen. The fastball is not any good, a nearly 800 X slug per year. Bundy hasn't been good, 12 extra base hits so far this year, 15 earned runs in his last 13 innings. Gosh, I think we're going over this eight in the first five innings again. Tigers twins over eight is the play from John Legasa. By the way, I oh, should... it's seven and a half. That number is dropped. It's seven and a half. Seven and, and a half arms. available. <laughs> By the way, John also, the wish you mentioned, host of Cork Stats and Mayo Media, also Thank writes you. for The Athletic. We should point that out. That's the show you're referring to. I mean, the CLV, I guess you, I guess you wanted to bring that up. The, the CLV discussion is, is one we often have. And, you know, look, I, I famously have said I have gone full baseball seasons, John, full baseball seasons where I have destroyed CLV and ended up with a small loss of a baseball season. So, yeah. listen, it's it's one of those things where if you ask bookmakers, look, I was reared on on offshore newsletters, Simon Noble, uh, ghostwriting name of, of Elihu Foistel. The the rate at which you beat the closing line will sort of will will be the determinant for for you know the bookmaker to to think about you as someone who's likely sure. to win moving forward or someone who's likely not to if you don't beat that yeah. at a high rate. 
I got some old school bookmakers here in Vegas who who will say the opposite. He goes, you know how I know if you're winning better or not? If you win, <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> so so it's a, look, do you want to beat it, generally speaking? Sure. Does it mean that over, you know, and we, we say long term, and when I say long term, that it'll work out for you? I guess, but that long term can be long with a few O's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Can I, I add one thing to CLV that Please. I think, I think, yeah, I think there's a wrinkle of nuance to CLV that is perhaps being oft ignored. And I think it actually answers some of the context that you're saying, right? We need to not fully ignore it, but not ultimately and infinitely subscribe to it. And I believe the answer has to do with maturity. And I often talk about my MLB handicapping work, like building a sandcastle on the shoreline. And no matter what kind of details you get to, if even if you get to little curtains, guess what? The shoreline's coming to wash it away. And what I'm getting at is something like the NFL, that that sandcastle, you have a whole week to build. That's when I really believe wisdom of the crowd begins to have an impact. I don't think baseball games are on the line. I don't think that fruit has enough time to mature, really, for CLV to matter. How many people are paying attention to the the Tigers and the Twins at 1 o'clock in the afternoon? No, that's exactly right. Especially if they were watching baseball till 2 a.m. So, you know, there are openings as far as maturity, and that's what I wanted to get to. No, that's a a point we've made many times on this show. What you're saying is absolutely right. The the NFL being the the shining example of – you know, again, everybody in this casino behind us has an opinion on the NFL and will make a bet on yeah. it. But on, on a Wednesday in July when the Mariners are playing the athletics, uh, what does it really take to move a line, right? All it takes is one big syndicate Me. perhaps, <laughs> right? Me. You know, so so that's it. And and, and and then there's also, you know, again, there's there's do you have the, the proper confidence in your numbers? You may be confident in your baseball numbers. I used to be where, where you're just like, I don't care what the market does. I'm just going to do what my numbers tell me to do. I sort of feel that way in tennis now, right? I don't oh. really concern. By the way, we've had, we had three matches earlier this year where I think we beat the line by 40 cents in tennis matches. We lost lost them all. So I'm just saying it's not something you should concern yourself necessarily with. It's a it's an interesting yeah. discussion, but I think like you said, oftentimes we make a bigger deal of it when it's not a mass market thing like the NFL. So I, I would That's agree. That's a with great it. point. Um mm-hmm. beyond the over in the Tigers Twins, you had another play you like here. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with my boy Paulie Blackburn the Pirate. Yar, and I think he gets us on the <laughs> run on the run line. Give me, you know, I just this is another one I haven't really picked up on. The the public seems to assign narratives and then just have this pit bull lock grip on them and they won't let go. Yes, the Oakland Athletics are not very good, but they're also going to win 62 games this year. Paulie Blackburn can both be a contact pitcher, but also get whiffs. Check this out. And this is the thing. People are hearing Blackburn, sinkers, it's ground balls, all contact. Not the case. He has a six-pitch arsenal, which, number one, is not only a positive because it's deep and creates confusion, but if you don't have pitch A, you go to B, C, D, and subsequently down the line. Six pitches, five of those have a 30% whiff rate. This is an elite whiff rate. This is not like a joke, oh, and it's one pitch that he goes to. He gets swings and misses. The public just will not get on the elephants balancing on beach balls. I Give me my money on the green and yellow. And to the point we made about first fives, we're getting plus money with a free run in a game where we have the pitching edge for five innings. Robbie Ray is good. 
okay, 477 ERA, one to whip. Yes, 15% swing strike rate is the good. How about a little bad math, Gil? 40% first strike rate? You can't fall behind guys like that. 40% hard hit, 9% barrel equals the eight home runs we've seen. All of them are to righties. That fastball has a 500x look to it. All we're going to need is one run, I think. Burns, Blackburn has been incredibly difficult. And again, I'm being conservative. I'm getting plus money that I cash my ticket with a tie. And hopefully it'll be like 2.30 in the afternoon. No ups and downs for me, you know? That's what I like to avoid. I like to protect my emotional capital as much as I like to protect my financial capital. So Oakland first five run line. That is the yeah, second plus play. Yeah, money. Yeah, we were going. I did my uh, Q1. You wouldn't know this, but I, I did a uh, I do every year. I do derivative shows Q1, Q2, Q3. Uh, and I was um, <clears throat> I don't I don't think I have them uh, here at the at my disposal. Oh, maybe I do. No, I do not. Um, but I had them yesterday. And one of the things we go over is we do the widely available ones, money lines, run lines, home away, which teams have been most successful. Is it predictive? Is it is it narrative? Um, and one of the things we added yesterday was uh, was first five run lines. I don't often bet those. Do you, quite frankly, often bet those? Yes, but it really depends on the situation. I, I start licking my chops when I get plus money on an underdog and I could cash on the tie. That's absolutely a spot I love to be in. The problem with the run line on the favorite side you really have to understand what kind of small sample we're talking about in 15 outs. So I don't like to pay juice to have to cover the run. I'd rather pay a little bit of juice to get the money line where I can get my money back on a tie. Listen, if you bet a favorite for five innings and they're tied up to five, I want my money back anyway. All right, so the two plays today, Detroit, Minnesota, over eight, but we're seeing some seven and a halves, as you point mm -hmm. out now, even better. And the yeah. Oakland Athletics, first five run line, yeah. plus a half at uh, plus 100. Always shop around for... Uh, for yeah. the numbers, of course, those are uh, John Legaze's two plays of the days at MLB Moving AVG. Uh, Thank you, you, John, you're doing a you're doing a spectacular job. Thank um, you, man. Keep doing it, man. Love Thank love you. having you on, and then uh, see you soon. We'll see you in the bleachers at Yankee Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, John. Appreciate it as All always. Right. John Legaze, everybody, coming back. Pamela Maldonado on the French Open. Roland Garros next. Numbers game. Visa the Sports Betting Network. Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN Summer Special is here for only $39. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of July. Next few months going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at VSIN.com. And subscribers will have access to all of it. That would include Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, Jonathan Von Tobel with his best bets all the way through the NBA Finals, Andy McNeil breaking down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bet email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $39 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash summer skill alexander jeff parlay is here as well jeff we uh you took the initiative last night and you got the uh, tennis picks into the newsletter is that what happened yeah we we they were, they were in there they were right. in there overnight uh it was the chain of command where you you sent it to me i sent it to adam burke nice. and they were in there so our first pick again was sebastian Baez plus the seven games against sasha zverev we had we won the first two sets we're up six games so i mentioned I mentioned that what we needed to do was have Baez win two games each, basically, for the next three sets. Well, he's struggling to get to the second game. Sasha's very up five to one in the third set. 
So obviously, if Zverev puts him away here in the third set, then it, we got to we got to cobble together five more games if that's the case in the next two sets. So let's get it done, Sebastian Baez, or or break him here if you want, for sure. That'll uh, put us uh, that much better off with it. By the way, another big upset on the women's side this morning. Uh, a fifth, a fifth player out of the top ten seeded players on the on the women's side goes down. Remember, we already had. Upsets of Anjabur in the first round at the hands of Magda Lynette, which a lot of people thought was like a massive shocker. It, it was, but Lynette's number is probably better than most people think. Muguruza lost to Kanepi. We had that as one of our plays. Krajikova, the defending champ, lost. Bar- Barbara Krajikova, but she hadn't played tennis in a long time, so that's not entirely surprising. And then Ayatem Ljanovic beat Annette Kontavate which wasn't entirely surprising either because Tomjanovic has really good numbers as well. But Maria Sakari falls this morning in straight sets, straight sets rather, to Karolina Makova. So Muguruza, Krajikova, Kontavate, Jabour, Sakari, all gone. So the, the possible, if you're just sort of fantasizing, for those of you who don't have Iga and have somebody else and are, are sort of thinking, how could Iga possibly lose this? The names, the potential names are dwindling. That's for sure. By the way, there is one match coming up on the ladies' side, which I am not involved in, but it's probably the match of the day, which are, if, if you go into the conversation of who could possibly beat Ego on Ego's worst day and their best day, the uh, Bianca Andrescu match against Belinda Bencic coming up in a bit is a, uh, the winner of that is uh, one of the possibilities. But again, I'm just making conversation because we're talking about Ego. We're talking about Ega, Jeff. We're talking about Ega. Ladies and gentlemen, to help us along with the French Open, she has a player too, I think. It's Pamela Maldonado from Yahoo. How you doing, Pam? I'm doing really well. It's the French Open, so I'm doing fantastic. How's it been going for you so far? Uh, so far, I am two and zero on the on the in this tournament. I ha- I don't really wager too many. I'm not looking to bake three, four, five bets each day. I'm looking for one that I feel like is a guarantee to hit. And so far, those are 2-0. and oh. And you are just men's side, right? You don't delve into the women's side. I do. I feel like we have this conversation each time. Yeah. I love WTA from a viewer's perspective. I miss Ask Barty. I love, you know, Simona Halep. Um, but uh, from a betting perspective, I feel like it's just too volatile. And I don't like volatility in betting. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Uh, but so you like the, so you like betting the men's side. So you do have a play that you really like today. What is it? I do. I love Nadal. So we all love Nadal. It is the king of clay here at the French Open. He is playing against a Frenchman, which we've seen the French players here do well. But it's Quarantine Moutet against Nadal. Nadal's a minus 10,000 favorite. Okay, so I can't take him on the money line. But there is a betting option, a prop for Nadal to win, or not Nadal, for any set, regardless of who the player is, to finish 6-0 at plus 250. Nadal is, you know, I mean, this is his surface. This is home turf. And Mutet is a left-handed player, and Nadal owns lefties. But this is 6-0 is very tough to do, unless your name is Nadal. He's actually bageled his opponents 23 times here at the French Open. And Mutet is a player that is coming back from injury. He's only played four clay matches this season, two of which his losses were 6-1 to challengers. And now you're playing Nadal early in a major in the second round. He's already warmed up with one match under his belt. He looked great against Jordan Thompson, handled him easily 6-2, 6-2, 6-2. And uh, Mutet, he's been in this position before. He's lost 6-1 to Fakina 
in 2020. He was bagel to Albert Ramos. He was bagel to Pedro Martinez. And we just saw in 2020 in the final where Nadal bagled world number one Novak Djokovic. So if the best player in the world is not immune to a Nadal bagel, well, then neither is Mutet, a player that is ranked 139th on tour. I'm going to start doing that too, Pam. When I, when I say a Spanish name, I'm just going to quickly break out the accent and be like, Ramos Vignoles. Ramos Vignoles, <laughs> like that. Uh, uh, yeah. It's native to you, though, so that's why. So that's why, that's why we don't, we don't uh, make fun. The, uh, okay, so Nadal to bagel, to, to have a bagel one set, to bagel uh, his opponent Andy's in one set. set. Uh, Corentin Mute, get that one done. Plus 250 was the number you were looking at there. Did you make any, and I will shop around for the number, by the way, if you can get better than that. Did you make any futures bet before the tournament itself? Because I know you love Novak. Did you end up making a play on Novak? On Novak Djokovic, I did not because I already had two positions prior where I'm just canceling out my futures if I ended up taking Djokovic. Um, If I saw the draw, absolutely I would have prior, but I have Carlos Arcaras that I took back in February after he took Rio at 16-1, and then I have Stefano Tsitsipas. I had already predetermined that, okay, Stefanos is probably going to have the better end of the draw. He'll probably, based off of the rankings, he'll end up on the side by himself. So I took him at 7-1 in March, I believe. And when the tournament started, he was down to 4.5-1. to one. So because I already have Stefano Tsitsipas and Carlos Arcaras, I can't really take Novak Djokovic. Yeah. So I was looking for him in any other way um, to back him in the futures market. 2-1 to one was just too short of a number. He was coming into this as a favorite. So there's no value in, in it just adding on these futures wagers. So I'm just looking for him in match matchups. Maybe I can have him in winning in straight sets, or I'll maybe potentially be looking for him. If he does face Nadal in the quarterfinal, I'll be backing him there most likely. So yeah, I'm looking for those spots instead. Tsitsipas falling two sets down to uh, Lorenzo Musetti yesterday and then uh, fighting his way back, which is what Sasha Zverev is trying to do right now. If someone were landing right now on, on the tournament, what would you recommend to them? Would you even recommend a, a a futures wager at this point? Or is it such that the prices are just, you know, the the usual suspects, right? The Djokovic's or the Alcaraz mm-hmm. or, you know, um, Nadal or Tsitsipas. Are they just at a price that, that you, you wouldn't really recommend at this point? Well, as of this morning, the prices in the futures market were the same as they were two days ago before the tournament started. So there's just no value in taking anything. I know that you yourself are carrying an Akras, uh, what is it, 12 to 1 ticket, 14 to 1 ticket? 11 to 1, yeah. All of these prices, all of these prices are long gone. You're still getting Djokovic at 2 to 1. That's still a risk because we still don't know if he can 100% beat Nadal in a quarterfinal if they were to meet up, and then he would potentially still have to face Arcaraz. So there hasn't been much much changes. So in the futures market, I think you just have to ride these matchups and try to find value where the, where you can. And there are potentially some value. You have Daniil Medvedev, who's the world number two. Um, he's going to be facing a really good clay court player here tomorrow. And then you have spots like I mentioned with Nadal, where if you want to catch him early in a pot, in a potential bagel opportunity, today could be that day. Um, you have Djokovic on the lineup here against Alex Mulkin, another player that's up and coming. So I think there's potential. There's a lot more value in the matchups than definitely looking in the futures market. We only have about a, a minute left, Pamela. And I just, I'm just curious then. So since we're in the French, obviously, you know, the, the, the pickings are slim, as we like to say, with the, with the futures market. But what about the U.S. Open? What about uh, Wimbledon before that? Have you, do, have you dived in, I mean, made any wagers on either of those well in advance? 
Wimbledon, I have not touched at all, but I'm regardless of what happens from now until then, I'm going to be backing Novak Djokovic. He's just the best grass court player on tour without a doubt right now. Um, most likely that's the, that's the one ticket I'll be holding. I did end up taking Carlos Arcaraz for the U S open and for 2023 Australian open about a month ago. So those numbers are probably likely gone as well. I took them at uh, 10 to one for the U S open. And I believe also around nine to 10 to one for Australian open. But if those, if there's any opportunity for Alcaraz to win a major, it's going to be everything but Wimbledon, in my opinion, simply just because Djokovic is, he's, he's too good on, uh, on that fast of a surface. And we have yet to see Alcaraz on a really fast surface, just Excel. Um, he does good on slow, hard. He does good on slow surfaces like clay. So the U.S. Open, when everybody else is banged up, maybe the 19-year-old <laughs> Venom is going to be the one that comes out, stays healthy. Um, Australian Open will be interesting. I would love to see Djokovic get back to there and be competitive. So we'll see. Alcaraz, who now has said that aloud, he doesn't want to be called Carlos anymore. He thinks it's too serious. Carlitos. Carlitos, or he said Charlie. He likes Charlie, too. Charlie. Charlie, he said one. that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll start calling him Charlie Alcaraz. Thank Charlie you, Pamela. Thank you, Pamela. Great to see you. Thanks. Have a good one. Pamela Maldonado, everybody, from Yahoo! Talking Tennis. Todd Wright joins us next on Hockey. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. 
the numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Think you know who's scoring the first basket? Well, take a fearless shot in the NBA playoffs with BetMGM. If you do, just place a single first basket score prop bet on any any or on any NBA playoff game, I should say, or create a parlay of multiple first basket score bets from different games. If your wager loses, you'll receive your original stake back in free bets up to $25. With first basket score insurance from BetMGM, now you can throw down that bold bet with confidence. Don't miss all the exciting NBA postseason action with the king of sportsbooks, featuring one-game parlays, live betting options, and daily boosted odd specials to some of the biggest showdowns in basketball. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotion subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada or New York. Skill Alexander, Jeff Parlay is here as well. And we bring in the greatest radio host there ever was, who, uh, again, I will not be debated on this subject. He also is the host of the Todd Wright Toddcast and, of course, the Todd Wright Fantasy Football Podcast, taking care of all your golf needs in uh, in uh, the Tampa area, the Tampa St. Pete area. It's Todd Wright. How you doing, Todd? Good morning, Gil. I'm well. By the way, we never promote that. Like, if people are in your area, who, who, what, should they, what should they know? How can they get to you? Email for all golf purposes is uh, toddwrightgolf at gmail.com. I just hosted my fifth annual Todd Wright Tour Championship two weekends ago. That's the 37th golf tournament I've hosted. And you remember, I bring this up about once every two years. The first tournament I ever hosted, I had no plans to do any more than one. But that's how things go in life when people thank you and say, when's the next one? was the day Kirk Cousins came off the field in D.C. and said, you like that? Uh. That was the <laughs> of the first tournament. That's how I always remember when the first tournament was. So October 25th, 2015, and 37 tournaments later, here we are. Oh, you've never told me that story. That, that was the moment, not only was it the you like that game, it was against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, as you, as you very well know, it, but it was like before that game, and 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 Washington had trailed big time in that game to that 24 moment. Twenty-four points. Yeah, twenty-four points to that moment. Kirk Cousins had been an epic turnover machine of historical proportions, and his entire career flipped on a dime in the you like that game, and so did yours, apparently. Uh, it's amazing when you're a turnover machine and you come back from down twenty-four against a turnover machine named Jameis Winston. Yes. And so- you're not the turnover machine you thought. <laughs> That's exactly right. It's all it's all in context. It's all relative. All right, let's start with last night's game between the Oilers and the Flames. Andy McNeil, who is our our hockey analytics guy, who you know does everything by the numbers. He was on the show yesterday, and to be quite honest with you, he was you know he loved the Flames before this series more than anything uh, in the second round. And he just admitted last night, he's like, you know, wow, Flames, game four last night, down two to one. They were about minus 115. He's like, if you had asked me this five days ago, I would have known that the Flames would be minus 115. I'd be all over them. But the sheer tour de force that is Connor McDavid, he's just like, I can't do this anymore. And then last night, Todd, 21 seconds in, Markstrom finds himself out of goal, and it's one to nothing before you can even blink. Oilers three to one. You think this series is over? I'm not going to say it's over, but and I heard the uh, the Andy segment. Um, the Flames, to me, look like they're beaten. They don't have jump. They remind me of the Panthers against the Lightning, like, whoa, what is this? What are we playing? Why can't we figure this out? I don't think the Flames' top four defensemen, one or two of them that 
are playing hurt when they play at all, are not at their are not playing their best. And Markstrom has been one of the worst goaltenders in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Instead of stealing games, he's assisting in giving them away. So as you know, as bad as the Mike Smith goal was from 140 feet that tied the game later, the Markstrom goal early was uh, equally as bad. So it, it just doesn't look right for the Calgary Flames. Look, they're going home, win game five, and you keep the series alive. But uh, I'll say this. You know, I always look for a hot team late in the season that carries that into the postseason. Since Ken Holland, who won three cups in Detroit, dumped Dave Tippett in favor of Jay Woodcroft, Edmonton has won 33 and lost 16. I think Jay Woodcroft um, simply knows how to get the most out of McDavid, Dreisaitl, um, and also I love what Zach Hyman is doing. Zach Hyman, 27 goals, 27 assists in the regular season, five goals in this series, seven goals, two assists in the postseason. There's a lot to like about Edmonton. They know Mike Smith can't steal games for them because Mike Smith is a bad goaltender. They know they have to win almost in spite of Mike Smith. Last night was proof of that. Would you play the Flames minus 140 in game number five? No, I'd sit it out. I'm actually looking more at is Edmonton going to win the West and what kind of a number can I get on them Mm. right now? That's what I'm looking at because, you know, Colorado is positioned to take St. Louis out tonight. Uh, I'd take Colorado on the puck line tonight uh, because of all the empty netters we've had and because you can get that at even money and recoup a little of my money I had on St. Louis um, coming into this series because uh, because Gil without Bennington yeah. the Blues just know that they they can't do it they they just they can't do it and they like the Flames aren't playing as well defensively are a little short-handed defensively there's some connections here so as good as Baruby is and as much as they have nine guys who put up 20 goals in the regular season I think they know they're beat without Bennington yeah you you did like the Blues but obviously there was a goaltender. Uh, complete change, so you, you can't be held to that. The other team you you really did love has come to life, the New York Rangers. They evened up their best of seven second-round series against the Hurricanes at two games apiece. Good for Gerard Gallant. Those of us in Vegas like to see uh, him him being successful. Canes go back home. By the way, we usually talk about home road splits when I'm doing baseball games, right? Oh, this, right. you know, or you know, or splits of all kinds. But home road splits for for pitchers has been a thing for many years. Um, believe, you know, to, to whatever extent one believes in that. Um, I do, because there's ballpark factors. We don't usually talk about this in hockey, but the Hurricanes have unbelievable home road splits. Do you think that that's just random, or do you think there's something to that? They're minus 145 favorites come tomorrow night back in Carolina. Well, I think there's something to it. I mean, I don't think you can ignore it at this point. Uh, there's just a lot of conversation now. You Gil, it feels like the Rangers lead this series two games to two, doesn't it? It does. That's what it feels like. And I follow a number of Carolina Hurricane guys on twi- uh, Twitter who follow this team. They're more questioning why can't the Canes win on the road than if we keep winning at home, we'll go to the Stanley Cup Finals because they not only would have Game 7 at home against the Rangers, this just in, they'd have Game 7 at home against the Lightning in the Eastern Conference Finals, by the way, so with the Rangers. But, yes, this series has played out as I thought. The Rangers just 
never feel out of a game. Even Chris Kreider admitted after game three, he said, sometimes we feel better when we're down. And the Pittsburgh Penguins found that out when the Penguins were up 3-1 in that series with game five and seven on home ice in Pittsburgh and could not close out New York. New York is also getting some really good, two things about New York below the surface. The kid line that Gallant believes in really brings energy and scoring chances and can be out there against anyone for Gallant. And the second part that I love about Gallant, I don't know if he always did this in Vegas. You guys might know better. His top four defensemen, the two pairings, they always play together. And you know what, Gil, going back to our NFL conversation, when you have an offensive line that doesn't get hurt or can stay together where the left tackle knows what the left guard is doing, knows what the center is doing on the snap count, and then the right guard, the right tackle, Gallant keeps his defensive pairings together and doesn't mix them up. These guys know each other so well, and they complement each other, and I love that about Gallant. We only have a minute left, Todd. I want to get your thoughts, uh, maybe in retrospect of the PGA, but more importantly, do you have any thoughts on Charles Schwab this this week on the tour? Uh, I haven't I haven't looked at it after you and I and so many people went down so hard on Thursday and Friday uh, on show. Now I did jump back in with Justin Thomas. Good. So that helped me recoup some of what I lost on Scotty Scheffler. But no, that that analysis is coming later today. I, I still uh, was doing podcast about. All the people who bought into the Panthers being a four-goal-per-game juggernaut based on what they did in the regular season in Gill, they couldn't even score a total of four goals against the two-time Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning. And uh, funny, the same Panthers people who praised the Panthers and overlooked the fact that Andrew Burnett had no postseason experience in terms of winning series now we're saying, well, clearly he's at fault. He's the reason we were wrong in thinking we could keep doing this in the postseason, so he has to go. No, it's beyond that for the Panthers and the Lightning roll on. Would you bet the Lightning right now to win it all? I think the number's too short. Okay. I'd bet the Rangers to win it all. Okay. I would. All right. Very interesting. Todd Wright, everybody, uh, the greatest radio host there ever was. And again, all your uh, Central Florida, your Tampa, St. Pete area golf needs. Todd Wright Golf at gmail.com. Thank you, Todd. Always great to see you, man. Thank you, Gil. The great Todd Wright right here on a numbers game at Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. Next hour, Brady Cannon on the Charles Schwab. Uh, Rufus Peabody's going to stop by once again. Uh, he was here earlier this, uh, this week talking about his decision not to monetize his ticket. And Jason Weingarten next from Under a Cloud of Smoke in Southern Cali. Numbers game, Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Your getaway with Apple Vacations begins the moment you step on board one of our exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Escape the ordinary with packages starting at just $599. No layovers, just pure relaxation from takeoff to touchdown. Immerse yourself in the joy of travel with Apple Vacations. Your journey is as enchanting as the destination, so pack your bags and leave the rest to us. Visit AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to book your vacation.